Hello friends and what is up? I am Daryl Smart, and welcome to the last episode of Smart Sports Podcast of 2019. I hope you're all having a great week so far. With some giant news that I'll share later on, the podcast is going to take a rest for the holiday season so I can spend time with family and start to focus on the future of what we're going to be doing here. I hope you're all going to be able to take some time and spend with your family and friends as well. This week on the podcast, we have one of the best goalies in the Canadian Hockey League. Our guest has helped the Peterborough Peets get to the top spot in the Ontario Hockey League while having the most wins in the league and is among the league leaders in pretty much every statistical category. And during the Christmas break, Hunter Jones, along with some friends, are going to be hosting the second annual Shutout Hunger Skate on Sunday at the Gretzky Center in Brantford from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Hunter, it is great to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here as always. So, uh, first off, how are you doing? Not bad. I'm just kind of, you know, taking it day by day as, uh, you know, like, after the, uh, the World Junior Selection Camp now back in Peterborough, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of just going to do my best and you know, just kind of keep trucking forward with everything that's going on, really. And with everything going on, that's where we'll start. Like, it's been a heck of a seven months for you. A seven, eight, probably eight, nine months, I guess, just with uh, between the draft process and NHL camp being drafted first and then NHL camp, uh, the OHL season starting and then leading into the World Junior Selection and all that stuff and just kind of going forward. So it's it must have been or must be a bit of a wild ride. Have you been able to process any of this? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been a, definitely a wild ride, as you said. Like, I was, uh, you know, in Vancouver and things were happening pretty quickly at the NHL draft and uh, immediately after I was selected and stuff like that, I had to go right to NHL camp and <laughs> but then from there I had, like, the Hockey Canada World Junior Summer Showcase I had to attend and then uh, right back into you know, Peterborough for their training camp and then went out for Minnesota Wild regular training camp. So it's kind of all over the place and then started the season with Peterborough and then the junior selection camp. So yeah, it's definitely been a, a wild ride for sure. Quite the whirlwind though, eh? It seems like a, just nonstop. Yeah, honestly, like it's uh, it's kind of tough to, to keep track of it all and I'm definitely looking forward to the Christmas break coming up here. <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah, I don't even think I'm going to bring my hockey equipment home. I just, I think the couch is going to be my best friend, to be honest. Oh, absolutely. Especially, well, and again, like, it, especially just with everything that's gone on, and just to have that little break, it, it, it'll be good for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So ha- have you been able to kind of, like, have all of this stuff sink in yet? Or, you, like you say, you're just kind of doing it day by day, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just, when you take a step back and look at it, obviously it's pretty cool. I mean, I know leading up to the World Junior uh, camp, I was really kind of nervous and a little bit freaked out by it all because it's such a it's such a major event in Canada and around the world. And yeah. you know, when you, I went to the camp. Uh, you know, you're always getting looked at from uh, you know cameras, TSN, Sportsnet, stuff like that. You're always kind of being evaluated when you're there, so it's definitely a a challenge. And um, obviously, it didn't go my way, but I mean. I perform well at the camp and stuff like that, but uh, I mean, when you take a step back and look at the things that I've accomplished as, as a human being and as an athlete, uh, it's pretty surreal. And oh, heck uh, yeah. a lot of the accolades that I picked up, um, you know, 
a lot of athletes that go through this uh, whole thing with hockey and stuff like that, you know, some of them don't get to experience some of the things that I have. And, um, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the part where I, I'm really grateful for all of it. I mean, yeah. I'm thankful for where I am today in hockey and, you know, every, everyone that's, you know, had a hand in helping me to get, getting me to where I am today. It's, it's been a huge, you know, support group that's gotten me to where I am. And, uh, no, it's just, it's been great. That's a great outlook on things. And it's uh, hopefully, hopefully some young goaltenders or just young hockey players in general. Uh, listen to just those words. Those are some pretty good words of wisdom. That's for sure. So how have you dealt with it all? Um, I mean, I, th- I think, like I said earlier, just, like, not really thinking about it too much. I yeah. Mean, I think that's how I've kind of been dealing with it, is just, like, taking it day by day and not really thinking about it. Because when you think about it, that's really when you you start overthinking everything and then you start to get, uh, like, some mixed emotions on how you actually feel. Mm-hmm. So I try to just, like, you know, take it one shot at a time and one shift at a time and just play hockey and just do my thing. Yeah. I think if I... If I step back too much and, you know, think about it all the time, then that's where, you know, I could have, like, maybe uh, I could be a cocky person or, um, you know, maybe just, um, maybe I just panic under pressure or something like that where um, you just kind of have to go out there and play. I mean, you can't really stop all the pucks at once. They're going to come one at a time, and your job just as a goaltender is just to, you know, give your team a chance to win every night. And, um, I mean, that's kind of just what I'm doing right now. I got... A certain set, uh, certain set of goals that I want to achieve at the end of the season, and um, on pace to to break a club record for wins this year. Right now, so that's awesome. I got got a couple goals to to finish in for the season here, and then see how it goes. And it's a perfect approach too. And and again, it's almost a a lot of guests I talk to that sports really translates into real life, and it's it really kind of rolls into the same right where. You just kind of taken shot by shot, and uh, that's kind of like life. And and with everything that's kind of gone on over the last couple of years, especially for you, that's a great approach to have. That's for sure. Thank you. So, just we're we're just going to talk about the World Junior Camp now, and leading up to the camp and the roster, uh, just the roster announcement, and how stressful was that for you? Was it stressful at all? Or and again, you you're a pretty level headed guy, and of course, using that game-by-game game or day-by-day day approach, but was it was it a stressful time, especially, of course, your name's being thrown around in that mix? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, like, leading up to the season, I, I knew I had a good showing at the Summer Showcase in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, I did really well there, and then I was having a really spectacular start to the year with uh, the Pete. So uh, I knew that I would probably get selected to play in the Canada-Russia game again this year, and then uh, and that ended up happening, and then, that was a really big game for me. I had to, you know, really show my skill set in that game and mm-hmm. really prove to the Hunters that I was going to be one of their three guys that they were going to take overseas. And uh, I thought I had a really good game against the Russians. I mean, it was you played great. <laughs> you, you held them in the game for the most part. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, I thought I had a really good showing there. And uh, the shootout, unfortunately, didn't go my way. So, uh, unfortunately, cost us the game. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, I thought I had a really good game. And then uh, I kept playing well with the Pete's. I, we uh, beat the London Knights like three days before selection camp, so I it was like a two-one game. So I mean, um, yeah, it was a really good showing for me and uh, leading into the camp for Dale. And then once again, got to the the World Junior Camp. I thought I played really well. It was a really competitive camp. Every goalie there was just 
Well, yeah. You know, but like so, I was saying to the goalie, the goalie coach, one of the practices, I'm like, this, I would hate to have your job because <laughs> this is the, you got to cut the best of the best from the best of the best. Yeah. I'm like, it's the hardest job I could even imagine. I'm like, even your, even the guy they're going to cut, which was me, but like even the guy they're going to cut, I'm like, he's going to be unreal. Like, he's going to be an unreal goalie. Like, yeah. Getting cut from this camp doesn't mean you're bad at hockey. Like, it, yeah, exactly. So like, um, you know, that was, that was just the hard element of it because I think the reason why I got cut from that camp was just, you know, the first game I played against uh, the Canadians, I was on the university team. Yeah. And obviously I, I thought the two goals I got scored on me during the game in my half were, uh, you know, elite goals. They were goals. I wouldn't say I could do anything more. And I just thought the overtime, so you, you play overtime and shootout no matter what in those games. Yeah, yeah. And I thought the overtime goal was a little bit on me and that was kind of probably the deciding factor is just that you know that one goal in overtime might you know in their eyes cost them a gold medal right so yeah. that was probably was the main reason because I don't know like I was, the next day I played really well against uh use 14 I let in two goals again in my half and I had like four or five breakaway stops I had to make in that game and <laughs> came, came out of there alive and I felt pretty good about my game but at the same time, the other goalies were playing well as well, and I was like, "Man, it's going to be down to the wire." So it's uh, like splitting hairs; it really is. Yeah, it's, that's. I guess when I when I actually got cut and I came down, um, the guy that was helping me out with all my luggage and stuff, he was saying like he's in on all the meetings and stuff like that. He was just like, "Man, I'm sorry." Like they were splitting hairs with this all week. Like you played well, don't you know all this stuff? And I was like, "Man, that's that's at least good to hear." Is that like? You know, if, if, it, if it was a tough decision for them to make and it wasn't easy on those guys. You did your job. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it is what it is. I'll probably see Dale Hunter in the OHL final this year, so we'll be all right. <laughs> That's an awesome way to think of it. That's for sure. Yeah. So uh, you'll be obviously watching the tournament. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be rooting for uh, my teammate on the United States because he's, uh, he's there right now. <laughs> That's awesome, and for some of the people that want, well, and and like you said at the beginning, like it, something like this is just being at the camp is something that kids dream about, and uh, like just take us through the camp and what what's it like to be at a camp like this? Uh, it's it's all professional. It's all like it's so hard to like. It's just a very difficult time. Yeah, it's, you're honored by. You're honored being there because it's just something like you said. Like a lot of kids don't get to experience it. Like you're the top 31 in the country, like in Canada. Like the biggest. Every a lot of like almost every kid in Canada plays hockey growing up, and like it's the it's you know the nation's sport almost. Like everybody wants to play in the NHL, and Mm -hmm. for you to be the 31 kids of that age group across Canada, of how many people are in Canada? That's pretty surreal to think about when you look back. It's just like, wow, like, yeah. I point and, I, and this is just amazing. So, like, there's that side of it, too. And then there's also that competitive side where it's like, these are the best of the best. And it's, it's, it's ready, to, it's like go time. So, like, it was, uh, you know, pretty tough. Uh, but like, like I said earlier, very competitive camp. It's, it's, it's very hard to showcase your ability there because, you know, you got four goalies on the ice at a time, you're splitting the net with another guy during the practice. Which is and, weird in itself, I bet. 
Oh, yeah. Like, it's, you get into a rhythm in the net and practice, then you got to come out because the other guy has to go in. And then same thing in the game. You could be coming in halfway cold and or, like, starting and you feel – or, like, even for my sake, like, starting and you get a couple quick ones. And then, you know, you're solid for the rest of your half. But, you know, your goals against ours when the game is four. Yeah. You, realistically, it could be, you know, you shut those guys down for the rest of the game. And it's just two, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough one tough job on the scouts and tough on the players. And the forwards definitely have an easier time adjusting to that because they still have the same amount of play time. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely a difficult spot for the goalies and especially this year when it was such a question mark of, it still is, like who's going to be the number one guy heading into the tournament? Well, absolutely, and, yeah. And it, it was definitely a, a really competitive camp. It's just a tough, tough, tough spot to be in for the goaltenders this year for sure. And how unique was it to to have Nico Dawes at camp with you and, and being your roommate too? Because uh, for for people that don't know, you guys train together in the off season, and even during some of the breaks. Yeah, like it was it was it was cool to have a guy like you know like go through that stuff. And yeah, we were both we were both hoping that we would make this team. And would have know, been cool. Having, oh yeah, like he's having a fantastic year. I mean, he's he's given, he's been given the opportunity to be the starting goalie this year, and he's just ran with it. So like that's yeah. good on him. And it's good for his sake. I mean, uh, I wish all the best for Nico moving forward in the tournament. I mean, I think he's playing today against the Swiss. So, uh, I mean, it, it was it was great to go through through it with uh, of the person you knew and like uh, you know training with him in the summer times. I can see how he's developed his game and how how better he's gotten over the the course of time. So uh, that's good on him. And I mean, I hope he does well. It's just unfortunate we couldn't both go. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, just that that night as well, you guys uh, kind of know that it's the night that someone gets a knock on the door, kind of thing. What did you guys do in the room just to kind of kind of pass the time or try and take your mind off it, or did you were you able to take your mind off it? Uh, not so much. Like I mean, I remember heading up to the hotel room with them, and we were sitting in there and we were doing all the math calculations because we started seeing Bob McKenzie tweeting out on Twitter, like. <laughs> like players getting released and uh we're like they're six minutes apart every every uh tweet so we're like okay by eight o'clock if we don't get a knock on our door we made the team like we know <laughs> so we threw on the office on netflix in our room nice and we were just watching the office and um i remember like just like i read i read off one of the guys getting released and as I finished saying his name, the knock was on our door. And we both looked at each other like our dog just got ran over. Yeah. And, like, I go into the door, and uh, it was it was the doctor for the team, and he's just like, Hunter, you got to come with me. And that's when I knew that, you know, yeah. uh, they weren't finished releasing players, and my news wasn't going to be good news. Yeah. I grabbed my, my jacket off the bed and gave Nico a hug and said congratulations, and... Uh, off I went. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be tough. And and again, I, your your dad picked you up and uh, took you back to Peterborough. And what was that ride like? And what was the conversation like with your dad? Uh, well, I, I couldn't talk for a little bit. I was yeah. pretty choked by uh, the first thing I said to my dad was uh, was sorry. I felt I felt pretty uh, embarrassed a little bit. Like uh, I I felt like I let some people down. I I felt like I let Peterborough down a bit. Like I wanted to. You know, have the Peterborough boy go to the World Juniors, and yeah, then uh, with Brantford, I wanted to have a Brantford kid. You know, just a kid from Brantford go and you know represent that city, and 
same with just like my family and friends, right? Like they were always hyping me up to, you know, be this, be the person of the world juniors. And, um, you know, for that not to happen for me, it, it stung a little bit. And I felt like I let some of my friends down and mm-hmm. he just said to me, he's like, you don't have to apologize for anything, man. He's oh, like, I, I just, he's like, I just wanted you to play junior B and like, you're out here doing crazy things like playing in the OHL and, you know, doing well in the OHL, not even playing well in the OHL, like not even playing the OHL, like you're dominating the OHL right now and, mm-hmm. you know, getting drafted to the NHL, like that's crazy talk. And then like, he just said to me, he's like, you're just, you were just at Canada's national junior team. Yeah. Selection camp. Like you were just at like Canada, like team Canada's national junior team. Like that's crazy when you think about it. He's like, you don't have to be sorry for anything. He's like, absolutely. Like at the end of the day, it's just a tournament. And, like, in four years, three years, people aren't going to remember, you know, what went on. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know what people are going to remember is the Memorial Cup you're going to bring back to Peterborough. Yeah. And he's like, well, just focus on you. And I'm like, all right. That is awesome. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's, uh, yeah. so what did you take away from it all? Just this whole experience, the World Junior experience. What do you, what do you think you took back from that to Peterborough? I think it was just good adversity for me. I mean, I played the next night in Oshawa. Yeah. I had to be, I had to go back in the net for Peterborough, and I, I can guarantee you, I played that whole game like upset. I was very mad yeah. about the outcome of the tournament of the of the selection camp, and uh, I think I had a little bit of a point to prove, and I think I still do, like finishing the year off here. Um, but like, that was the biggest part is like the adversity and like how I handle it. And I remember a lot of people giving me. Um, props for that was that you know the way I handled myself after I got cut on the media yep and um, you know how I handled myself the next night on the ice like they were really impressed with how well I took the bad news and then went and did something great with it so I mean I think that's my biggest takeaway is just that you know no matter you know like bad things are going to happen in life Mm -hmm. and I just got you know keep moving forward and keep doing my job because you know, not everything's going to be all positive stuff, so you got to just keep moving forward and use it as motivation. Absolutely, and so, and again, says a ton about you, just about character and uh, just the way that you've been raised, right? And you just have to track forward, right? Yeah, for sure. So we're going to go all the way back to May, June, July now. Now, now that we talked about the World Juniors and just about the draft process, and and after a really strong OHL season last year in Peterborough. Uh, it was time to get ready for the draft and just like, like what was the combine like? And like, how was that process? Because it, again, it almost seemed like a whirlwind tour with the, the combine and then, and then the draft and all that stuff. So how did you approach it? Uh, well, right after the season I had, to, um, you know, I didn't really get into training that much. I had to take, I took a couple you know, weeks off, but I realized that I had the combine coming up like right after the season. So yeah. I, I took a couple weeks off, tried to rest my body a little bit, and then I got like right back in the gym. Like I realized I had to get back in the gym and and start training again. So got back in the gym, just started trying to get as strong as I could and and ready to go for the combine. And you know that experience was pretty pulling on the body. I mean, I had a lot of interviews going in. I think like 31 teams in the NHL. I think I had like 23 interviews. Yeah, with uh, teams. So I had to, you know, that was all week. That was the most enduring part was, you know, answering the same questions over and over again and, you know, sitting in rooms with different NHL teams and just figuring out, you know, what's going on here. And then, 
you know, then you have to do all these tests on the bike and you're doing all these jump tests and <laughs> all, all these eyes are on you in the stands and it's just like, it's a very, uh, very, a little bit of an overwhelming experience, but you know, you're, you're made for this stuff as you come through the OHL and, mm-hmm. uh, hockey that you, you're expecting this kind of, you know, hype around the combine and stuff like that. So that was kind of my first big media scrum ever after I was done the testing was that yeah. I had cameras and microphones in my face. That was kind of the first time that's ever happened to me. And then what was, was the feeling like? Thing. What was the feeling like for you? Oh, it's just very cramped. Like it's like three, like five, like close to six mics in your face. Like everybody wants to ask you questions, and um, you know, I have a person there directing things, and it's just like overwhelming a little bit. How you have all these cameras and lights in your face, and that was kind of my first taste of that stuff. And then it kind of like almost doubled or tripled at the draft after I got selected. So, <laughs> How were the interviews? You're talking about how taxing they were and stuff. Are, are they as challenging? That's the best word I'll use. <laughs> are they as challenging as people say that they are? Yeah, like some of the some of the meetings are more laid back than others. But, yeah. uh, like, I remember this, this one interview with St. Louis. Um, my roommate, Colt Nellis, he's drafted to St. Louis, but he had an interview with them uh, earlier in the week, and I had my interview, uh, like, next, like, after him. So he had told me that they asked him to tell a joke. So I was like, okay, I prepared a joke. I was ready to go. <laughs> and then uh, I get in there, and they had the pick at 62 in the second round, so the last pick of the second round. So I get in there, and they're, like, all dialed in. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and uh, that was their first selection of the draft, was 62. They didn't have a first-round pick. So yeah. they were, so they sit me down, and I'm like, hey, guys, how's it going? I try to break the ice a little bit. And they're just like, you know, Hunter, uh, we're really considering you as our first selection of the draft this year. And um, so this is going to be a hard interview, and we're going to test you a little bit. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> and i tell you why I did not tell the joke in that interview. It was very, very serious. <laughs> What was the joke? Do you remember it? Yeah, it was just a cheesy <laughs> joke. I just uh, I was going to say to them, I was like, you know what? Um, sometimes I tuck my knees into my chest, and that's just how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> just cheesy. Just very cheesy. It is cheesy, but that's a good dad joke. It really yeah. is a good dad joke. I yeah. couldn't imagine your dad saying that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So with the combine and the interviews uh, all done, uh, it's uh, draft weekend. And what's that like? And again, not everybody gets drafted. And uh, is it nervy? Is it you just want to get it over with? Uh, what were you kind of feeling going through all this? Oh, uh, it was just weird. Like. I showed up in Vancouver. I'd never been to the city before, and I was there with my girlfriend and my parents. Yep. And uh, just, I tried my best to not think about it. But everywhere I went, there was banners on like the light posts with the NHL draft, and I was like, wow. Like, I was just trying to see the city, and I'm a big Lululemon guy, and that's where Lululemon's made. And I was just like wanting to go to the store, so <laughs> I just, so like I did my best to kind of keep my my mind off of things. And uh, but as you know, Friday, Saturday came around. Friday night was the longest night of my of my life. Like yeah. sitting there for those thirty one teams and those thirty one picks, and not really sure if I'm going to sneak into the first round or not because uh, you know Spencer Knight went at the fourteenth pick. So yeah, um, I wasn't sure if I was going to sneak in late, but 
it was definitely a very nerve-wracking time. I remember squeezing my girlfriend's hand on my feet so hard that she had to tell me to stop at one point. <laughs> so, like, I was just nervous, and especially on the second day, I knew it was going to happen to the second day, and yeah. uh, I just wasn't sure when, and goalies started firing off early in the round. I Two goalies went before me in the second round, and uh, I was like, man, like, it's going to happen any second now. And then I thought for sure I was going to be a third-round pick, uh, when we got into the late of the second round. And uh, then Minnesota traded up from Carolina's pick. And I didn't even have an inkling that they were going to take me. So oh, I really? kind of just laid back. Um, and then I, I heard my name I'm like from the Peter O.P. So I'm like, well, my teammate just went to Toronto at 53. So unless I grabbed in another guy out of the blue, <laughs> I, this is me. So wow. uh, I, just, I remember sitting back and hearing my name. And then I stood up and... My dad was already crying, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And what kind of a feeling is that? Was it How surreal was it for you? Oh, it was insanely surreal. Like, I, I don't think, I, I felt like I was living a dream. Like, it was just, it was yeah. weird. Like, I remember stepping down and just totally, like, screwing up all my hellos at the table. Like, <laughs> yeah. like just, just in total shock, right? And then you get, you literally you have, like, no time, and you're sent back into the rooms. You're doing all the signatures and pictures and media scrums, and then you're done. You're out the rink, and then you go like have dinner with your family, and that's it. Yeah. Like, so. When did it sink in? Do you think? Probably like after the camp, like cause right um, the day after the draft, I was on the flight to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So like I was uh, after my first development camp with the team. That's when I probably sunk in the most. Was uh, I was thinking like, wow, like. I just went to my first NHL camp. <laughs> like, <laughs> something pretty crazy like that. And it's almost a good thing that it happens in that kind of succession, just to not let it sink in, and you can just kind of go about your business, almost. Yeah, I would agree. So what was it like to see uh, a Minnesota jersey in your stall? That had to have been pretty awesome. Yeah, like, it wasn't until, uh, like, the practice jerseys were cool at development camp and stuff like that, and just to see the Minnesota Wild logo on the front and be in the NHL dressing room and stuff like that. Yeah. When I went and played my first game uh, in Traverse City at the rookie tournament, I actually had the Minnesota Wild jersey on with my name on the back, and uh, that was a pretty cool experience. Like, that was my first ever time wearing an NHL jersey. That's pretty awesome. And playing for an NHL team. Um you know, even though it's the rookie tournament, it, like I'm still gonna count it. Like that's really cool. Oh heck yeah! What was your yeah. team growing up? Uh, I, I always watched the Leafs, and I yeah. always you know, cheered for the San Jose Sharks because uh, my dad's family friends with the Lo- the Couture family. Yeah. Uh, of San Jose, so I always kind of looked uh, wanted him to win. I always wanted to go to the Stanley Cup party with him. So <laughs> that's awesome. Now you're gonna have a Stanley Cup party of your own one day. Yeah. <laughs> so how did that that tournament kind of how was it different than any of the other on ice experiences that you had yeah so it was uh honestly not a great rank like we were in the the detroit facility like in traverse city like in uh it's like their practice facility and they use it for training camp like it's a very old rink very cold yeah but um no it was just different because we brought three goalies. The majority of the teams there only bring two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how much I was going to play, but 
I played against the New York Rangers, and um, I was playing against Capo Caco. It was the only game he actually played at that tournament. Nice. And I got to play against him, and he actually scored the overtime goal on me. So, um, yeah, it was just it was just different. Like, I mean, it was, the speed was quick. Like, it's all American League guys and yeah. guys trying to break into the NHL. So it's it's a very competitive tournament. And um, no, I remember my first time on that ice against New York. I was like, these guys are pretty good players. So yeah, um, I thought I did well in that game. I think I lost four three in overtime. Uh, I shut Capo down all game, and then he just, <laughs> I just turn it on in overtime and win it. He's one of those special players, eh? Yeah, he's insane. <laughs> that's awesome. So after all of that's done, you have to head back to Peterborough, and uh, like, what kind of a mindset do you have after kind of? It's almost like a surreal off season because like, your off season is usually working out, getting on the ice, spending time with some friends, and that's it and this summer was completely different where you had that whirlwind tour almost and you get to peterborough how how is it different for you yeah it was, it was uh way different i mean like you said like i usually just have a little bit more downtime and this summer was like my busiest summer so it was uh you know tough for me to kind of you know have that downtime and try to fit into my schedule and kind of arrange my schedule the way i needed it to be so yeah um no, it was just a different summer for me, and I tried to make the best of it, and I think I did, honestly. I think this will be that was my busiest summer. Yeah. And, that, uh, you know, this summer will be a lot of fun now that I only have probably two camps to go to if I play pro next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't have any Hockey Canada camps, so it'll just be development camp with Minnesota and training camp. So I'll have a little bit of a longer summer and a little bit more time to play some golf. So. And the, so the, by all tens and purposes you you pass the tests uh, seeing that uh this season's just been unreal for you so far in peterborough so yeah it's been like honestly like this this, this year has been great like i've every year since i've been here i've progressed uh dramatically so i mean uh just hoping to keep it going because you know i think we got a really special group here in peterborough and we could do something special what were your expectations heading in just for yourself first of all well um I just kind of wanted to keep it the same as last year, and I think yeah. I surpassed that a little bit already. I mean, uh, I don't know what my numbers were last year at the halfway point, but they were good numbers too, and I realized that the break's going to be essential for me. I mean, I brought my gear home last year and was on the ice like twice over the break, and I think uh, it was good and bad, but I think this year I've already played like 24 games mm-hmm. um, over the half, so I think it'd be good for me to just really take the time and just unwind and just have that rest mentality yeah, absolutely I, I, I don't need to touch a sheet of ice unless it's for you know a public skate or something like that or just hanging around with friends or something like that so i'll bring a pair of skates home but i'm not bringing any pads that's for sure <laughs> that's awesome so what kind of expectations did you guys have as a team uh, like you're saying it's a real special team this year is it something that's just kind of progressed into something you guys are looking around the dressing room saying holy crap we're for real well, we just- we just knew we had a lot of returning guys coming back in, and we were a lot older this year. We had a lot of 19-year-old returnees. Yeah. But we also had some. We also had some young talent coming in too. Like we got Mason McTavish and uh, Cameron Butler, J.R. Avon, and you know those guys are are huge for us, and they put the puck in the net for us, and they do the job as 16, 17-year-old players. So yeah, and we're also uh, you know pretty reliable on the back end. We got some older guys that we traded for in the off season uh, with Jacob Paquette and Hudson Wilson from. Uh, 
from Ottawa and Niagara. Uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> we've, we've gotten a lot older on, on our defensive side and same with our forwards. And then, obviously, myself, I just had to come in and do my own thing and keep the puck out of the net. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think we just know, like, when we look around the room, that we're a family and everybody's going to stick up for each other. And, you know, that's just the way the Peter Peets have always been. We're one big family. We're a community-based town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody knows everybody in Peterborough. And that's kind of how it is on our team, too, is that we realize that we may not be the most skilled team uh, in the OHL, but we're going to work the hardest. And we're going to, you know, we're going to, like, I remember when we traded for Hudson Wilson, and he played. He used to play in Ottawa. We play Ottawa eight times a year. Yeah. So <clears throat> he used to, he told us when he came, he's like, I used to hate playing you guys because you guys would just hit us so hard. <laughs> it's like you guys wouldn't let up whatever the score was. He's like, you guys would just keep hitting. And he's like, and I think that's just to explain who we are. It's just that we're a tough team to play against if we play the right way. Like I don't think there's anybody in this league who can beat us if we play the right way as a team. And with twenty three seven one and one record. And uh, I was just looking up before you guys are ranked sixth in the CHL. Is that a surprise to you guys, or is it is it where you wanted to be? We definitely deserve to be a little bit higher, I think. For sure. oh heck yeah, uh, Ottawa is number two right now, and you guys yeah. are the top team in the OHL. Yeah, top team in the OHL. And I think you know they, they, we were like an honorable mention two weeks ago, and yeah. we were still for we were still first in the league. So. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they just haven't seen the Peter Peaks in the top ten this long in a while, so it's they're going to slowly work, slowly work our way up to the top. Maybe it's so. got to be a nice feeling, especially for a, a franchise with such a huge history. And to, like you said, the, the, the team hasn't been in a position like this in a long time. So the, you guys have to. It almost has to give you an extra nudge. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's been uh, 13, 14 years since we've. Won an OHL championship back in Peterborough since 2006. So, yeah. I mean, that's what we're working towards this year. I think we got the group to do it, and uh, I think maybe in uh, a couple more additions here at the trade deadline is going to help our team a little bit more. And um, yeah, I think I think we're capable of, of, of getting them a World Cup this year, if not just an OHL championship. I think we're capable of that type of success, and I think everybody else in the room sees that as well. What do you want to improve on heading into the second half? I'm not too sure. That's probably a good question for our head coach. I mean, yeah. I see a lot of the, the stuff in the back end. I mean, you kind of wish, uh, you know, the D-zone was better a, a couple times uh, or at certain times. But, I mean, overall, we've been pretty good uh, at, at doing our jobs, you know, up ice and in the neutral zone and in our D-zone. We've been pretty pretty good this year. I mean, there hasn't been much correction uh, on our coaching staff. I mean, we've been doing a pretty good job. But when they feel the need for correction, they definitely do a great job of of helping our guys out, especially the younger guys coming in and they're new to the systems and stuff like that. But, I mean, I think we've been doing a great job. If we keep doing what we're doing, I mean, wouldn't it be bad finishing first overall at the end of the year. <laughs> That's for sure. And uh, when are you coming home? Uh, tonight, actually, after the game, I'll be driving back. Uh, so I'll be I'll be home probably around midnight, and then I'll be able to stay out with my family all the way up until Boxing Day, and then i got to come back to Peterborough. Nice. So this is going to be a great rest for you and while you're here we're gonna might as well talk about it shut out hunger uh something you guys started last year you and some friends and i'll let you talk about it and it's a great cause and a really fun event yeah so well my dad and i kind of just came up with one night we were just talking on the phone and he asked me last year if i wanted to do a community that event back home and 
while I was home for the holidays, and I was just like, yeah, if you wanted to, like, what do you have in mind? And then he was like, well, what about a public skate? And I'm like, okay. And then he's like, maybe we could do some with the food bank. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So he was just filling around with some names, and Shut Up Hunger came out, and I was like, that's the one right there. I mean, my, <laughs> my, Twitter, my Twitter handle, Shut Up Jones, and I've always kind of gone off that. So I'll just kind of top, like, you know, copyright that, trademark that a little bit. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what we do. So we, we just, uh, you, all you have to do is just bring in a canned good and, or uh, a donation to the food bank, and then you're good to go out for the ice. Ice time, then we also hand out some prizes at the end of the night. If you bring in, you know, for every canned good that you bring in, it's one ticket into the raffle at the end. And uh, the only challenge, uh, different teams from around, around the league that we have uh, helped out, uh, like the Peter O'Peats, Sarnia Sting, uh, um, and the Sioux Greyhounds. Um, we have players from, from there as well, Marco Jakovievich, Holden Whale, and then uh, John Parker-Jones from, from the Peter O'Peats. Yeah. So uh, they, they come and help me out. and So we have a whole bunch of items at the end that uh, you can win with the raffle and then you know, the OHL's been super accommodating, too. With uh, They usually give us a Canada Russia Series jersey and with all the signatures from the players from the one game. And um, they're also going to give us a couple tickets for the Hockey Hall of Fame. So um, we usually got some good stuff. And, um, I mean, it's all for the Brantford Food Bank around Christmas time. I mean, they usually they usually mean a lot to them when we, uh, you know, bring in a boatload of food at the uh, start of their day. So, I mean, um, it's a great cause. And, I mean... Uh, I was hoping I wouldn't be be here this year for it, but uh, <laughs> I mean that's all right. We'll move forward. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, and again, a great cause. And Emily Rickwood, uh, another uh, a friend, another friend of yours, uh, former BCI student, now uh, at the University of New Hampshire. She's involved in this as well. And yeah. uh, what day uh, day and time? It's Sunday, right? Yeah, I think we're going to do it Sunday, and I'd have to double check on the time, but I think it's later at night. Okay, I think it's six to seven. I think, but yeah. I'll double check it again. But Sunday at the Wayne Gretzky Sports Center, and yep. uh, we're gonna try and shut out hunger. And Hunter, thank you very much for the uh, the conversation. Uh, really candid, and really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to talk. Hey, no worries. Hopefully, we can uh, get another win tonight before the Christmas break and get <laughs> rest. That's awesome. Uh, it's a well deserved rest, my friend. Thank you. Well. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks again for listening. It really is appreciated. Make sure to go over to the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page to see more local sports news. As always, the hope is to make Smart Sports Podcast the place for all things local sports. To do that, make sure to like and share our posts and page. And in the new year, we are going to dedicate more time and energy to this on a full-time basis with a website and much more. When all the details are available, you will be the first ones to know. Until then, I wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. 2020 is going to be a huge one for this podcast, and I can't wait to get it going. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. Because of you, this thing is going to grow into something much bigger than it is already. I am Daryl Smart, and I'll talk to you later.